0: This is the Christian Life Centre podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. Well, we're living in a time, we can see it all around us, a time of wickedness that's in the land. Evil and wickedness is, is, is growing and increasing. And it's very disheartening as you look around. It's discouraging what you see taking place. And yet, Scripture tells us that these are signs of the end of the age, signs of the Lord's coming. In fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and and verse 1, Paul tells Timothy that in the end times, that there would be an increase of evil in the end days. And that there are some signs that we can see, that we can understand, that will show us and help us to be prepared. I've titled today's message, be aware. Turn to your neighbor, point to them and say, be aware. (laughs) Turn to somebody you're sitting next to again and kind of nudge them if you're comfortable and say, be aware. Because we have to be aware and we have to be understanding. And that's what we're going to be looking at uh, today. You know, all through the word, many, many scriptures talk about and help us to understand the coming of the Lord. And we're going to take a look at that. And we, uh, it's not that God is not, um, not concerned about what's happening, and yet he's given us a lot of scripture that points to us and shows us what we need to know in these days. And so I want you to turn with me to Matthew 24. We're going to begin looking in Matthew chapter 24. And we're going to look at a few verses here. But in 24 all the way to chapter 25 in the end of it is a couple chapters. We're not going to take time to read it all. But where the Lord is talking about in time signs, maybe this week in devotion, you'll want to read that and take a, a look at it because in these two chapters, very important chapters they deal with maybe some of the most important passages on the end times in fact you may want to go to daniel and look over in daniel daniel chapter 10 and chapter 12 helps us to also understand the end times even more so let's look here in matthew chapter 24 matthew chapter 24 i'm going to start reading in verse 3 jesus was sitting on the mount of olives the main question that the disciples had was when, when is the coming of the Lord? When is the the end days going to happen? When is all of this that you're talking about, Lord, going to take place? Now, Jesus is with them and he begins to go into this discourse with them. In verse 3, they were sitting on the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the ages? Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you. Will you underline that? Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will, de- will and will deceive many. Circle the word many. Many will be deceived in the end days. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not deceived alarmed underline that we don't have to be alarmed at what we see happening around us we are believers we are rooted in Christ we know what's going to happen at the end yes it's disheartening yes it's discouraging when we see what's taking place around us we can get overwhelmed and anxiety and fear can rise up but Jesus is saying don't be alarmed I'm telling you these things are going to happen such things must happen happen, but the end is still yet to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Underline that. It's the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted, And put to death. He's talking to the disciples. And remember, we are his disciples of today. You'll be persecuted. You'll be handed over. You'll be put to death. You will be hated by all nations. Why? Because of me. And at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. We'll come back to that in a few minutes and talk about it. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most, underline this, will grow cold. But he who stands firm, say stand firm. He who stands firm to the end will be what? Saved. Father, again, I thank you for your word. And as we've opened it, and as we continue to look at many scriptures, I ask you, God, to teach us and illuminate it to us. In your name we pray. And all God's people said... Amen and amen. In verse 8 here, Jesus in our passage, uh, uh, Jesus is helping us to see. He's talking to believers that in these days, the last days, he likens it to birth pains. That it's like giving birth and it's before the wrath of evil and the wrath of God is poured out against evil. That there are going to be like birth pains being seen across the land. And it's this wrath of the Antichrist. And we'll talk about him in a moment. It's the the plan of the Antichrist. And in verse 9, he'll begin to come against the children of God. And my goal for you and, and why I'm talking about this and looking at it is we want you to be knowledgeable We want you to be prepared. We want you to be aware. It's the title today. Say, uh, be aware that we are aware and that we are not deceived. Because he says, in these last days, we'll see it. It'll be as though birth pains and the increasing uh, intensity of it will increase and increase. And there will be an increase of wickedness and the love of many will grow cold. Why is this essential for us? It's our last message in our series Essentials is because we need to be aware. We need to be aware of what's going to take place in the end times. We need to be aware of some of the key events of the end times and we need to prepare ourselves. So if you're taking notes and if you've downloaded the app I want you to follow along with me and again I may not get through all of it but if not we're going to pick back up and just continue on in the weeks to come. The first thing I want you to be aware Aware of, and I want to help you to understand today is that we need to be aware of in-time events. We need to know what those events are. You need to know them. You need to understand them. Because there may be a day that you're not able to get around believers or hear the preaching or the teaching that will help you to understand what is happening. I want you to understand and be aware of these in-time events. Turn with me in your Bible over to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. This is uh, the revelation of the Lord. It's from Christ himself. It was given to John. John is on the island of of Patmos. And he receives this revelation and he begins to write it. And I want us to open uh, this Uh, chapter of Revelation. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be studying out of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. This is a revelation, a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, his servants, the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant, John. (laughs) Now, John is writing it, but he's writing in the third person. The angel presented this revelation to his servant, John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is the report, his report of the word of the Lord and the testimony of Jesus Christ. God bless the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen Listen to its message and obey what it says, for the time is near. Now, this begins in the book of Revelation, an unfolding of events that will take place in the end times. There's an event in the end times called the rapture. In fact, it's a church term. You don't really read about the rapture, but you read about the taking away of the saints. When the saints will will be taken out, they will be caught up is the literal uh, sense of that. The believers, Christ followers, those that have made a decision to walk with God and to follow God, they will be raptured. Now, as an Assemblies of God church, our Assemblies of God uh, uh, traditional stance is that the church believers, you and I, would be raptured before the tribulation and that unbelievers would be the woes that would be left behind. Now, I believe that the rapture will take place. I believe that we will be caught up. My caution to you today is don't become lazy or complacent or apathetic thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to be here for the tribulation. I'm going to be snatched away, caught up, taken away before the outpouring of the tribulation. You see, there are different views and different scriptures, and there are many compelling scriptures that would show us that possibly the church believers would be here for a portion of the tribulation period. There is what's called the pre-trib, the mid-trib, and the uh, uh, post-trib theology of when the church would be taken away. There's also a fourth called the pre-wrath, before the wrath of God, when God's wrath will be poured out upon the Antichrist. Now, as I begin to read scriptures to you today and in the weeks coming, I want your mind to be open and I want you to begin to expand and say, what if... We are not, If what if we are not raptured before the tribulation, but sometime during the tribulation? That's why I want you to be aware. That's why I want you to know what the events are. That's why I want you to know what are some of the key elements of the tribulation period, of the antichrist, of the end times, so that if we find ourselves coming through part of the tribulation before the rapture, that we can stand strong. knowing what we're facing and not being deceived can I hear an amen Now, when the rapture takes place, it's going to be worldwide. It's it's a worldwide redeeming of the believers, that they are being redeemed by God. God is taking them to be with himself. Literally means snatched up. We're caught up. We're taken out of this world. And and the tribulation period would continue on. And in that seven-year period of time that we'll look at in a moment, there will be much that will take place. There'll be a lot of speculation as to what has taken place. I mean, Dateline, Nightline, uh, whatever these shows are at night, they'll be having experts on, and they'll be talking about some UFO uh, uh, abduction that has happened, or 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 some new massive weapon of destruction that has just annihilated and taken, or we've been caught in some time warp. I don't know what they'll be speculating, because I'm going to be caught up. Anybody else going to be caught up with me? I mean, we're going to be gone. Two will be working in the field. One will be gone. Two will be sleeping, and one will be gone. Some of you will be at work, and, and you'll be gone. And, and your co-workers are like, where, where did they go? You know, some of you will show up at church. I'll be gone. I'm gone. I'm out of here. That was a joke. I'm sorry. But some... Will go on with ritual. Some will go on with routine. Some will go on as normal, and and they will not even realize that they have been deceived. The reality for you and I is we must be aware of these end time events. We need to be aware of what's taking place so that we, the church, are not deceived in any way. And so here we're looking at this, and we're seeing that the church is being caught up, and they're being taken away, the Lord will return, write this down, I don't think I have it as a point in your notes, but the Lord will return to take the redeemed out of the world, out of the world before the outpouring of God's wrath. That's the purpose of the rapture. The purpose of the rapture is that we are taken away and that we are being redeemed. Let me read a scripture to you in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28. I don't think I have this one in your notes. I want to read it to you. Hebrews 9. In verse uh, 28, Jesus was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many and he will appear a second time not to bear sin. He's already bore our sins on the cross, but this time he'll be returning and his purpose for returning, it says, is to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. He's coming a second time and he's coming for a purpose. And it is to redeem believers, redeem, take away those catching us out of this world to redeem us because we are in Christ and therefore we are seeing the ultimate salvation of what Christ came to gave his life for you and I. Can I hear an amen for that? Now, over the next few weeks, as we look into the book of Revelation, I challenge you again, I ask you again, open up your mind and read these scriptures with the thought of will the church be here for part of the tribulation? Will we be here for the peaceful time of the tribulation? And if so, how can we protect our heart and and guard our heart so that we are not deceived? I had you underline and circle that many in the end days, their love for God in the increase of wickedness, their love for God will grow cold. And I don't want you to be unaware. I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want us to be blinded. I want us to understand. So there's the rapture. Another key event of the end times is this tribulation period that we talked about. Now in Revelations chapter 4 through 18, we see it describes in detail the tribulation. The tribulation is a worldwide, not just localized, but it will be worldwide. I used to imagine before COVID, I used to imagine how will the whole world come into alignment? How will that really happen? I've lived in many nations, traveled in many nations, and, and you see the differences, and you, 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 you see that there's not a, a worldwide unity. And yet during COVID, we saw in a matter of weeks Weeks, we saw a worldwide alignment that began to take place where everyone had to wear masks, everyone has to social distance, where there are shutdowns of nations. I mean, in a matter of weeks, we saw an alignment because of a health issue that brought the world into one, one, one lane, one mindset, one set of actions. And all of a sudden I began to see more than ever in my lifetime that this could happen and it could happen just like that. We see in the pandemic, it's happening because of health. But what if during the tribulation, it's under something else, worldwide peace? The scripture would say economy and con, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 I lost my word there, but, you know, trade and commerce and, and, and all of these things that all of a sudden we would see this unity worldwide. Well, that's what will happen in the tribulation period. This tribulation will be separated into seven years, or it'll be seven years separated into two equal parts. Three and a half years, uh, 42 months, 12, uh, 1,260 days. This will be the equal parts of the tribulation. We see that in this tribulation period, that there will be great persecution. We see that uh, there will be um, a a time of peace, but then the Antichrist, and we'll talk about him in a moment, will begin to rise up and come against the elect, the people of God, the church, believers of Jesus Christ. And, and, And the goal will be to get you to deny Christ. Get you to give your allegiance to the government, to this one world order, to this one man or, or this organization. I mean, I think now we have to be more open in our mindset to think, how would this happen? And how can I stand and be careful and not be deceived and, and understand what is happening in the end times? The goal here, ultimately, in the tribulation period is allegiance of your worship the goal is who will you worship you see it will be a time we read it in Matthew where some will turn against others because of their own fear and their protection and and guarding and protecting themselves they will they will turn on on others we're going to see that in this tribulation period, it'll be a time of chaos. It'll be a time of great fear. It'll be a time where the Antichrist uh, uh, releases or, or unleashes a wrath against the, the people of God and the church of God. And then in the last three and a half years of the tribulation period, we will see the wrath of God being poured out upon the ungodly, the Antichrist, and all those who are are taking the mark of the beast. It will be a very, very intense time, this tribulation period. Now I want to pause for a moment and just say to you, don't be discouraged because you are in Christ. Yes, it will be very difficult. And if we have not yet been raptured, if we have not yet been caught away, you will be challenged. Will I take the mark of the beast? I will come back to that in a moment. If you are not caught away, you will be, you will be, if there is not a a pre-trib snatching away view and that we go through a part of the tribulation, we will be challenged with some of the wrath of the Antichrist. But take heart, stand strong, know that God is in control and that God will be with you. Do not switch your allegiance. Do not switch your allegiance. Do not let it be self-preservation that makes you take this mark of the beast or protect yourself and your family. The most most important thing for you in those days is that your worship to God remains true and strong. You continue to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and you stand against the world power and the antichrist and all that will be coming. Remember. Be reminded that God is in control. Be reminded that in the end, God will have the ultimate victory. No matter how much we may go through or may not go through of the tribulation period, be reminded God is in control. Say it with me. God is in control. You see, in those last days, what's happening is a line is being drawn in the sand. And the line is, who are you going to worship? Are you going to continue to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and be a follower of him? Or are you going to shift your allegiance? To this world power, to this world image, to this world organization, to this person that may be overseeing it or leading it. And yes, I know there's lots of speculations that are going around. Speculation of who could the antichrist be, and, and is this the is this the uh, the mark of the beast, or is that the mark of the beast? I can't stand here as you and and and, and we can't really say exactly yet what it is. But we can say, God has given us enough to know and to recognize, and true believers will recognize and will know, and we will have the fortitude to stand firm and to stand against. We may have to flee to the mountains. We may have to go to remote areas. We may not be able to trade and do life in the inner cities of America anymore. But whatever it means, I want to encourage you, stand firm and stand strong. Can I hear an amen? You see, in the end times, there's no riding the fence. In the last days, there's no one foot in and one foot out. In the last days, it's it's not, oh, uh, I'm going to dabble a little bit in it. You've got to make a decision and you've got to determine where is your allegiance and are you going to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and serve him only? You've got to make a choice. And in the end, In the end, it's at the end. You're at the final hour, and that is the final opportunity to make your choice. So first of all, we need to be aware. We need to be aware of these end time events, the rapture, the tribulation. But secondly, we need to be aware of the enemy's tactics. The tactic of the enemy At this time, there's going to be the rise of what we've been already talking about, and that is the Antichrist. The Antichrist's goal is to get you and I to turn away from the Lord Jesus Christ, to show allegiance to him, to, to, to mislead you, and to take control. That is his goal. The Antichrist is only found by name a few times, five times in scripture does it talk about in the New Testament, the Antichrist. But as we begin to look at him, we begin to see that this is an individual and this is one that will have great power to deceive. He'll be an orator. He'll be able to to speak and and win over. He'll be winsome. He'll probably be very uh, charismatic in ways. He'll he'll probably be one that easily can bring people together and, and can see unity very quickly. He'll be one that's able to deceive. And it shows us in scripture it will happen very, very quickly. And again, during COVID, it's showing me that this is possible more than ever. He goes by many different names in scripture. We've already called him the Antichrist, but he's also referred to as the deceiver, the liar and the deceiver. He's called the lawless one. He's also called the false prophet, the beast on the earth, the son of destruction, the little horn. These are all different names. But primarily, he will be a deceiver and a blinder. He will blind you. And that's why in the end, many, their love for God will grow cold. I think the times will be set. I think it'll be easy for people to be deceived. I think I see it even in the church now, things that we talk about as pastors that we're concerned about now is setting the stage for the Antichrist and his policy and his agenda and the world order to come in. I already see the roots of it happening in the church right now. What do you mean, pastor? Well, you see, there will be a great apostasy that will take place. Many's hearts will grow cold. And we're already seeing it in the world today and in the church that people's hearts are growing cold, that people are leaving the church, they're turning away from God, they're walking their own way, and they're doing their own thing. You see, there will be a climate, there will be a stage, there will be be a a, a heaviness that falls over the world, and apostasy will come upon the people at that time. We already see it happening right now and and my heart and my prayer is that God would help us. That God would open our hearts and he'd open our eyes. Can I just hear an amen for a moment? That God, you would help us to see you and to walk with you and to genuinely give our hearts to you, oh God. It'll be a great apostasy across the land. As we read earlier, many will turn away from the faith And they will betray one another. As we see this in scripture, we see that this great falling away takes place. And that falling away will make one be at a place spiritually, positionally in their their heart and their life to be deceived. And in that deception to be blinded. And in their blinded, deceived state, to begin to follow the the world order of the Antichrist. Take your Bible, turn with me to 2 Timothy. I want to look at a couple scriptures here. We're going to look in two chapters, chapter three and in chapter four. Let me start in chapter four where it talks about Paul is talking about this falling away. He's talking about this time of apostasy. And in chapter four, verse three, for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. And boy, I see that in the church right now. One of the things our pastoral team has talked the most about in the last two years is the shallowness of faith, the immaturity of faith, the ignorance of scripture and, and the ways of God and the principles of God. You see, Paul was telling Timothy that many, 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 will fall away because they've not put up with sound doctrine. They don't know the word. They don't know the ways of God. They don't know the word of God. They don't know the principles of God. And they will easily be deceived and blinded because they're not rooted in the scripture. He said, but instead to suit their own desires. They don't put up with sound doctrine. They don't have solid teaching. They don't have an anchor. They don't have a foundation of the word that they stand on, but instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers. Oh boy, teachers today you can find on social media. There is no lack of content today. Everybody that has anything to say, they go to the internet to say it. They'll have their podcast, they'll have their show, they'll have their talk, they'll have their moments, they'll begin to share and talk. How will there be so great a number of teachers that others will go to and hear? We've already seen how it's possible in social media today. Now, I love the internet, I love technology, but yet I can see in scripture what's being set up and how it's being set up and how many will be deceived and blinded. For years, I would ask myself, how will this happen? How will people be blinded? How will people be deceived? And more than ever, and I may be off, but more than ever, I see how it's possible today. In COVID, we know many of you are are, are, are at home now. In COVID season, many have left the church. They're out of the church buildings. Many are going to the internet for their spiritual nourishment. And what scares me more than ever is that they're finding it in people that are not giving them the truth of the word of God. We have to be careful. The times are being set instead to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers. I don't know, how many do you have on your Instagram? How many do you have on your Facebook? How many do you listen to? I know when I was out of the building, I went to five churches every Sunday. How many... Because all I had to do is click the channel and I was in a different church, you know, and now we see that it's so great. I'm not against these tools, but I'm saying this is how this could happen. A great number of teachers that will say what their itching ears want them to say. We see that this is possible and that there is a great moral decay that is happening. There's a moral decay in society that's happening and it's challenging our character. It's challenging our faith. It's it's challenging who we are to the very core. And therefore, we have to understand one of the signs is an apostasy, a, a, a growing cold, a turning away, a walking away. Where men and women will be self-centered, self-focused. They'll be focused on their own life and and their own morality. And immorality will increase and sexuality will run wild. And all of the things that, that God's word speaks very clearly against. We will see the increase of that wickedness in the end days. What is one of these signs of the enemy's tactics? is to steal your worship, to steal your love for God, to steal your commitment to God, to steal that, to get you to begin to turn away and to let your love for God grow cold. A second thing that I see that is happening as an enemy's tactic is that there is an increase of personal evil. Turn back to chapter three, if you would, in Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, probably one of the most powerful verses right here that we're reading. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. Look with me here. Verse 1, but this, but mark this. There will be or terrible or perilous times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Paul says, have nothing to do with them. What a very, very powerful scripture that we see here. In fact, when he says, mark this, in the Greek, it literally means know this, know this. It's like a repetitive term. Know this, you've got to know this. Mark this, don't forget this. That there will be terrible, perilous times in the end days. See, what Paul was doing is he was wanting to get your attention. He wanted you to know that in the end days, there would be an increase of personal evil. It'll be difficult. He said it'll be trying. It'll, it'll be risky. It'll be, it'll, be, uh, it'll be very uneasy days. And boy, are we even seeing that now. It'll even be threatening days. He says, that's what's happening in the end days. He says, but I want you to understand this, that there'll be this this ungodly evil that will come across. And he begins to list 25 different characteristics, but the primary sign in society is that there will be a love for self. And that this love for self begins to increase. Society will shift and there will be a tilt that takes place. And in that tilt, people will begin to focus on themselves. They'll be self-absorbed, self-absorbed, self-absorbed and self-centered and self-focused. Everything, they will begin to focus on themselves instead of focusing on God. And, And he says that there will be this great increase of evil. And he lists all of these things. I wish I had time to unpack them. It's a great study in your personal study time is to begin to look at these different 25 characteristics. The primary one is that people will be lovers of themselves instead of lovers of God. But as you begin to look at them, you begin to see what is happening and the evil that begins to take place. This is the tactic of the enemy. Two other ones that I want you to write down. I'm going to invite our musicians to come back. Two other things I want you to understand that the enemy is trying to do is he says in the end days, scoffers will come. Many will come and scoffers will come and and they'll begin to mock. They'll begin to ridicule. Look in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 3. First of all, you must understand that in the last day, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own, here it is again, evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. What they're saying is, we've been waiting for thousands of years. We've been waiting and looking and, 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 and yet he hasn't come. And they begin to reject the message of Christ. What we see is that's beginning to increase even now. I mean, you can't turn on the television and see the mockery that's happening against believers and those that are taking a stand for God and for Christ, the mockery and the scoffing that is already happening. And there will be an increase of this in the end days. And lastly, many, I've, re, I've mentioned it, but I want you to write it down. Many will be deceived. Deceived. Many will turn away from the faith and they will betray and hate each other. We read earlier, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many. Why? Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. See, here we are looking at the enemy's tactic, and in the end days, the Antichrist will rise up. I want to encourage you not to be afraid because your future is secure. But you've got to be aware. You've got to know. You've got to understand what's before us. The mark of the beast. Let me finish with this. The mark of the beast. The number 666. The the mark of the Antichrist. The mark of the beast is something that we need to be aware of what it will be. We don't know exactly how, if it will be some kind of tattoo or some kind of mark or a name or a number or a chip. We're not quite sure what it'll be, but the scripture is very clear that it'll be on the, on the forehead or, or on the, the forehand and, and, and it will be a mark of identification. Identification that will enable you to buy and sell and live I mean, we're already hearing rumors now that, that, that in the future, and I don't know if this will happen, but that because of COVID, that there's all kinds of speculations that we won't even be able to, to buy or sell or trade or go to work if we don't have a, a paper that shows that we've taken the vaccine. Now, I don't know if that will happen or not, but yet we're seeing signs of the end times. And All of these signs have to make us as believers open our eyes. And as we open our eyes, we've got to begin to understand that this is, this is the, the enemy's tactic and the way that he's coming in. And what he's desiring is that we will take that mark because it's a mark of allegiance. It's a mark that will enable you to do commerce, to to have your economy secure. You'll be able to buy or or sell. You won't be able to purchase without it. In fact, you'll be seen as a traitor of the government if you don't take the mark of the beast to the point that you'll be forced to make a decision. Now again, for years and years and years, I always have... Believed that, that I will be snatched away and raptured before this point. But yet, as I read these scriptures, all I can say is God, if for some reason the rapture is not going to take place at the beginning of the tribulation and sometime during the tribulation, then I've got a responsibility to make sure that we're aware of the events of the end times. So that we don't get lazy, we don't get complacent, that that we don't allow somehow uh, ourselves to be deceived or blinded. Let me end today's message with this scripture. Revelation chapter 14, as we talk about the mark of the beast. Revelation 14 verse 9, this Mark 666 A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast, remember that's the goal, is your allegiance, your loyalty to the beast, to the Antichrist. If anybody worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on the forehead or on the hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury. See, God's going to pour out his wrath against the Antichrist and, 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 and all of the, the wickedness and evil. But if we take the mark, we too will drink of that wrath, that fury, which has been poured out, which is being poured out in full strength into the cup of his wrath. He will be tormented with burning sulfur, in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment, will, uh, torment rises forever and ever. There's no rest day or night for those who worship the beast in his image or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. This calls for, mark this, verse 12. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the saints who obey God's command and remains faithful to Jesus. You see, as we remain patient, faithful, diligent, as we remain in him, then our future is secure. The reality for you and I is that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life that we know one day we will be caught up together with him. As I've said today, I I don't know exactly when. There's evidence that points to different times of when we will be caught up, but we're going to be caught up together with him. All of us whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Next week, what I plan to do is to come back and and to begin to help you to see what do we do now to prepare for this tribulation period and for the end of the days. My heart to you today is that you'll begin to open your eyes, open your heart, that you'll begin to get prepared. That you'll begin to talk about it. You'll begin to study it. You'll teach it to your children. You'll help your children to understand it. That we will understand in time events. We'll begin to understand the, 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 the tactics of the enemy. That we'll be aware of these things. So that we as believers are not deceived and are not blinded.